you ready to be entrefied? Let's break free of the life we are told to live. Create freedom and wealth by adding value to others' lives. Challenge traditions, challenge authority, and get entrefied. Focus, focus, focus. F O U C U S. Did I spell it right? Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to Entrefied. Focus. Follow one course until successful. Focus. Keep your eye on the prize, guys. Just throwing that out there. Good tip. So today we talk about the man who launched one of the largest companies in history while still in his early 20s. It's impressive, guys. What did you do in your early 20s? Or if you are in your early 20s right now, what are you doing? Are you launching massive companies? I I know that a lot of people are not. So the few that are, hey, I hope you're doing the best you can, man. Good luck to you. So look, here's the purpose of the show, guys. We're here to talk to the underdogs. Those guys who are in the middle of launching their business, launching their dream, trying to focus, follow that one course until they are successful. And... Look, guys, I want to share with you powerful stories of all the underdogs out there, all the guys who are struggling or have struggled. Some are in the middle of the struggle. Some are at the end of the struggle, the different points out there. And I just want to share them. Why? Why does does Entrified want to share you stories of everybody and their failures, successes, and what they're going through? Well, for one reason and one reason alone, to give you hope. To give you hope, and not only just hope, but to give you tangible evidence that a reality can occur. You can get there. So just know you can get there, guys. Anyway, funny thing I noticed. Most people on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that, they only highlight the good parts of their lives. Well, Friday evening, December, I think it was 13th, I was driving to the gym 6.30 in the morning, I was driving down the road, and I felt a kind of like like a, like a the pop. You know that pop you get when you're driving down the road, and well, guess what it is? It is the awful sound of a flat tire. Oh, no. I had a flat tire. It sucked. It was awful. Like, imagine driving, driving to the gym. You're early, actually. I was really early. And you're all excited, happy, pumped. Your day's about to be great. And boom flat tire so i was really really not upset you may be thinking like what oh yeah i wasn't upset so i took it to my advantage and i took pictures and i was like you know like hey look this sucks it happened to me right now i'm going through a tough time oh no my my tire has been popped i'm on the side of the road but guess what i was prepared i had everything i needed i had my jack i had my four-way whatever you call that wrench that undoes the lug nuts I had that piece. I had a spare tire sitting in the back. I was prepared, 100% prepared. So how many of you out there today are prepared? How many of you would survive a flat tire on the side of the road? And if you wouldn't, you should definitely get your kit ready. Get your jack, get your four-way, all that. Because it's going to happen. That's the first flat tire I've had in, like, years. So take take the time to pre-plan for anything that could come up in the future that could just snag you. Make sure you're ready and prepared for things like that. Emergency funds, um, jack in the back of your trunk, all that stuff, you need it, all right? You need it. 
So anyway, just letting you guys know, I I don't live the best life either. I had a flat tire. It sucked. I got over it. I got in the ground. I changed it. Out myself, I drove my happy way off 20 minutes later. It's that easy. So just letting you guys know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows for me either. I get it. I struggle too. We all struggle. So just relating to you guys there. So anyway, let's dive into the story. So back in 1961, the family of this guy moved to Mountain View, California. And yes, today I'm going to keep it a secret because he is somebody that's really obvious. And I like to keep the obvious guys a little more secret. But anyway, so he grew up in Mountain View, California, just south of Palo Alto, California. And he was, uh, it was becoming a hub for electronics and if you've ever been in that area, you probably know it as today is, you know, Silicon Valley. There were, you know, it was, everything was booming in the 60s. TVs, stereos, computers. And the reason why Silicon Valley is called what it is, is because a substance called silicon is used in the manufacturing of electronic parts. So, I don't have a lot of experience with silicon, but I think it's the stuff that, like, glues the parts together. I'm not... I'm not sure. Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. But that's pretty cool to know, right? It's called Silicon Valley because uh, silicon was used in the manufacturing of electronic parts. So just dropping that there. But anyway, he grew up there. And after he graduated high school in 1972, 1972, he attended Reed College in Portland, Oregon for two years. And he dropped out after a semester after he visited India and he was doing some Eastern religious studies in 1974 and in 1975 he joined a group known as the homebrew computer club so you know um he met this guy there steve wozniak and uh, it's kind of it's probably kind of obvious who i'm talking about now and they were both trying to build a small computer and they became fascinated with the well this guy's specific guy i'm talking about he became fascinated with the marketing potential of such a computer in 1976, he and Wozniak formed their own company. They called it Apple Computer Company. Ha! Ah, who am I talking about? I don't know. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> in memory of a happy summer job spent... Uh, summer job... Jeez. In happy summer, jobs had spent picking apples. That's where he got the name, Apple Computer Company. So he, he liked picking apples. There you go. And... Now, they raised 1300 bucks, and I guess in the 70s, that was like a lot of money, like ten grand. I guess, I don't know, to them anyway. Um, and startup money by selling uh, microbus and calculators, super nerdy stuff. And at first, they sold circuit boards, you know, all that stuff. They didn't really have a computer. They had parts of the, of the computer. Well, anyway, they started building all this stuff. They take off, Apple takes off, we all know it explodes. But there were some failures, some really big failures Steve Jobs tasted. One of his biggest failures was he recruited John Shulley as CEO of Apple. All right, this is pretty funny, all right? So imagine hiring this guy, and you're like, hey, buddy, can you run my company? He's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Well, it turns out a few years later, that guy he hired started a campaign, a board campaign, to fire Steve Jobs, the guy who created the company. The CEO he hired created a campaign to fire Steve Jobs. That is absolutely hilarious how that came out to be. 
like wow you, you know it's like allowing somebody in your house and then they try to vote kick you out of your own house it's kind of messed up it's kind of messed up and that was his biggest mistake well one of the biggest mistakes he had and the second biggest mistake he had was believing pixar would be a hardware company i mean well, what do you think about when you think of pixar you know the little uh desk lamp that like jumps and like crushes the other letters like asserting dominance over the letters of p- the word pixar it's kind of a hilarious intro but i used to love the little skits with the little birds and stuff um and yeah they do a lot of awesome animations but at first jobs thought pixar was going to be a, a hardware company that's, that's what he's going for hardware uh yeah he was really 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 wrong about that one and thirdly he he made this thing called the next computer and I didn't really look much into it because it was a big flop. But what I do know is he didn't know the right market for the computer. And in in one of his quotes, he says, open quote, we've had historically a very hard time figuring out exactly who our customer was. And I'd like to show you why, end quote. Well, you don't have to show us why because obviously you didn't know who or why you were even looking for that or who you were even looking for as a customer. You they missed it completely, and the next computer was a big flop. So, yeah, that kind of sucks. So, three failures come from the big guy, Steve Jobs. If you don't know who I'm talking about, that's that's who it is. It was, it was a fairly easy one. I mean, the company's Apple, so come on. Jobs Report in the as the title. Hey, come on. <laughs> anyway, his fourth failure was he launched numerous product failures. The Apple Lisa? That just sounds creepy. I don't know what... It's kind of, I guess it's kind of like Cortana. Uh, Macintosh TV. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Apple guy, just letting you guys know. But, I'm, you know, I, I haven't heard caught wind of many of these products. Uh, the Apple Three. Don't know what that is. Don't know what that's supposed to be. Total failure. The Power Mac G4 Cube. Wow, like who names these things? I mean, but at least they were consistent, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, obviously all those things flopped because we don't see them today. They, they just have their core products, which we'll cover in a minute. Um, yep, and then trying to sell Pixar numerous times with his, was his fifth failure. Uh, by the late 1980s, after owning Pixar for about four or five years, Steve Jobs tried on multiple occasions to sell the company just because he was trying to break even on his investment. No, no harm, no foul there, you know. He, I guess he didn't want to manage it. And nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted it. But luckily... He he held it, and 26 years later, he sold Pixar to Disney for $7.4 billion in 2006. So, you're looking at a guy who bought Pixar, or who valued Pixar like a couple million dollars, and then later on, he turns and sells it for $7 billion. I mean, that's like 7,000% increase in, um, uh, geez, man, wow. Totally drawn a blank. That's like a 7,000% increase in uh, valuation for the company. That's crazy. I mean, he, he he basically took Pixar and made it what it is today, which is huge. So anyway, carrying forward, his successes was uh, the Apple II, which was released in 1977. And it was one of the most highly mass-produced personal computers. And I I honestly wasn't around then. I I didn't get to use any of that stuff, but I've seen them in the Apple Store. Like you'll see these huge, massive bricks that are like desktops, like a like a Dell computer kind of like desktop. 
and they're they're huge and this one guy was like yeah i still use mine i'm like wow that's uh it's fairly impressive i i do i will say this one thing about apple which i'm an android guy i don't know what you guys are but i'm an android guy hey look and if you want to let me know just go to my facebook page patrick hughes 9000 just go to that page on facebook patrick hughes 9000 and tell me what you are you an android person you apple person love to hear it because i am diehard android but my wife she is apple Ooh, yeah it's kind of can't i guess you can't convert them i got her an apple watch actually for for christmas i don't know like man those things sell like hotcakes i was trying to find one and everybody had bought them up everybody had bought them all up so anyway yeah apple obviously killed it and the macintosh in 84 uh super successful commercial pc and it was the first commercially successful computer to use a mouse and graphical user interface so you know how when you're like scrolling around clicking the start menu the bars the task bars well, that's a graphical user interface. Used to, computers would be just a CLI, command line interface, which is where you just type in commands, kind of like, you know, there's no, you can't click on anything. You don't even need the mouse. You just need a keyboard, and you navigate really boringly around your computer, like CD dot dot C. Like, that's it. You can't surf the web. You can't look at pictures. None of that. It's, yeah, it's all just text, and it's really, yeah, I'm happy today we have graphical user interfaces guis for short and it definitely helps so thanks apple for that i'll give them that i'll give them that little bit of recognition and yeah once again about the watches I'll, and i'll get there in a minute but yeah they're pretty good I'll, i'm getting ahead of myself so anyway so portal they actually brought out portable music players to the masses i mean think about the ipod now even i had one of the little ipods back in the day mine didn't have a screen it had the click like next and play and and uh next play and that was it it just clipped on my pants and i love that little thing it was awesome and then i saw some with the screens on it and those are really cool i remember the ipods man they were so big they were so big and uh yeah they were just so nice to have so cool you go through your music you do a little scroll wheel in a circle i, I kind of miss those days man ipods were awesome and yeah that, that was back in 2001 when those first came out yeah those were awesome they really killed it with that and you know even the cell of music when they dropped that when they dropped the ipod out well they kicked out the itunes store and look at it today it's it's slaying man it's killing it a huge, huge store. iTunes is the place to go for a podcast and and music, a lot of that stuff. I mean, they're killing it. And you know, Jobs he 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 ushered in so many innovations in the technological space. It's crazy. It's crazy how many changes his company made with Apple. Like it, it's crazy, and. You know, even with Pixar Studios, he brought in George Lucas and made Toy Story, and they made uh, movies like Toy Story, all these huge movies, man. They just, Jobs was just on point, man. I, I can't stress that enough. So if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, businessman, whatever, man, check out Steve Jobs' life. It's so, it's so awesome. What You, you can do everything and anything you want to do. You can do it. Just by looking at his life. It's a living testament. 
at what you can do. And anyway, not only did did he usher in iPods, iTunes, all that, he brought in the smartphone, the iPhone, man. I mean, back in 2007, they created the iPhone, which pretty much, you know, got rid of the iPod, you know, rip iPod. Only took a couple years to get rid of that thing. Um, it merged the iPod, internet browser, and a phone into one uh, touchscreen interface. I remember when touchscreen phones were first becoming popular. It was it was crazy. I had a Razer, the little flip phone Razer, and I thought I was a crap, man. I was like, oh, dude, I got internet, bro. Oh, I would just go on my little crappy uh, web browser. I would type in, you know, one digit at a time, like W. So that's like five clicks on the number nine. So I'm like sitting here like W, all right, one, two, three, all right, E, uh, one, two on the three. And you're sitting here and you're like, man, okay, this is, wow, look at this. I'm so advanced, bro. <laughs> but little did you know, no, no, you weren't advanced. And then here comes the touchscreen phones and it is just taking off from there. And it's hilarious because now they're going back to that flip design. I don't know if you guys saw the new Razer phone but they're making it where it's 100 percent touchscreen but then you can fold the phone in half so kind of interesting we're kind of reinventing the circle with a lot of things I, you know that is just humanity things going style and out of style saw an interesting meme a few days ago it was about horses it was like a thousand years ago if you owned a horse rich guy um hundred years ago you owned a horse poor guy present day today you own a horse, rich guy. It's kind of, it's just hilarious how things fluctuate like that. But anyway, yeah, he, I mean, he just killed it. And then all these Android guys were like following suit. And Android, they have a lot of share, but there's a lot of competition. iPhone, man, it's just one brand and it dominates. Like everybody has Apple phones nowadays. Everywhere I look, you got Apple. Oh, you're cool. You're cool. Well, anyway, current present day. Where we stand now is um, October 5th, 2011. Steve Jobs passed away, unfortunately. I really hate to see that have happened because this guy was a thought leader, man. He was an innovator. He was leading the space, and he was crushing it. But look, guys, I'm telling you this to tell you this. You can do it too, man. You can be an innovator. If you're out there right now working on some insane invention that you don't think anybody's going to like or appreciate or believe in, well, look, Steve Jobs came out with stuff like that every day. So if you got something like that, publish it. Put it out there. Get it in somebody's hands. Do it. You can do it, too. You can make anything. You can become anything you want to be. So, look, guys, Tim Cook took over uh, Apple. They broke to be one of the first trillion-dollar companies in the world. I mean, it's just crazy. And now they have the watches. The MacBooks, I mean, the watches absolutely crush it. Uh, the I I personally really like the Apple Watch because it's so small and it does so much. And eventually, I project, we're going to be moving away from cell phones to watches and then we're going to be throwing like holograms of ourselves out, like some iRobot stuff or some Star Wars jedi stuff. And <laughs> I think that's where we're headed. But hey, look, guys, thanks for listening today. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your focus. And I just wanted to leave you with this. I've been thinking of sayings, and one of the most powerful sayings I've ever heard is, 
when is the second best time to plant an apple tree? Or to plant any kind of tree? When is the second best time to plant an apple tree? Well, today. Today. So look, guys, if you've been procrastinating and you said, oh, 10 years ago I could have went for that business idea. I could have went for that promotion. I could have went for that job. I could have moved out there. I could have, you know, ended my relationship, got out of it, whatever. Look, the second best time to do that is right now. Today. Do it. Right here. Middle of December. Do it. You can do it. All right? When is the second best time to plant a tree? Today. All right. Now get out there and have the greatest day of your life. Are you feeling entrefied yet? We hope so. For more information and news updates, check us out at www.entrefied.com or contact Patrick directly on facebook.com slash Patrick Hughes 9000.